you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, and you're listening to Wednesdays with Will, and I'm your host today, Will Addison, and I'm glad that you're with me today. Before I get started, just want to uh, make a couple of announcements. First of all, if you would like to watch the broadcast, you can watch live uh, via Facebook or YouTube. Just search Airing the Addison's, Airing the Addison's, A-I-R-I-N-G, Airing the Addison's. And you can check it out there. If you want to email us, you can email us at addisons at AFR.net. Addisons at AFR.net. Also, just want to uh, point you to our website, uh, marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. We have an event coming up in October, October 26th uh, through the 28th, uh, and it's called AFA at the Ark. And so if you would like more information about that, uh, it's, almost, it's almost full. So if you want to register for that event, it's limited uh, tickets for that. And we're almost there. But that will be happening October 26th uh, to the 28th. Uh, we're going to be doing some times of devotion. Miki will do a, a keynote uh, session. Also, um, the Wildman brothers will be there. We'll do, we have a panel discussion. We'll be able to go and visit the Ark Encounter. And so uh, if you haven't been before, this is an opportunity for you to come. If you've been before, uh, you might want to go again because you missed some things. Uh, we're going to have a presentation from Ken Ham and uh, 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 Brian Osborne of AIG. And so it's going to be a good time. So go to marriagefamilylife.net. If you go to the events tab, click on events, and you'll see uh, the ARC Encounter event there, AFA at the ARC. All right. I just want to start off again by saying thank you to everyone that came to the Marriage Family Life Conference. It was, man, it was a great uh, success. Uh, we we had been praying that God would truly meet us there and that he would speak to his people. And I believe that God spoke clearly. I believe that many lives were touched. I had reports of, of uh, children being born again, also of, you know, adults really feeling, you know, uh, the power of God and 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 being changed, different from how they came in, you know, just a testimony uh, of God's goodness and God's grace. And so praise God for American Family Association hosting um, the Marriage Family Life Conference. Uh, this was the fifth year, and we're already looking towards uh, what God's want to do for next year. So be in prayer with us as we uh, pray about the speakers that will be there, about different uh, topics and the theme and, and, you know, everything that goes into it. It's, it's a lot of work, uh, a lot of a lot of work, but, man, God truly, truly meets us there. So I praise God for that. And everyone that came, I uh, hope you had the, just the greatest experience, you know, hearing from the Lord. And, um, man, it's like a family reunion, you know. It, it, it really is. You see people that you've seen previous years, and it's a great time to catch up. 
But, man, this year we had a lot of people who were there for the first time, you know. We had some return of people who re- were returning from previous years. But we had a lot of people there from, for the first time. And so I met a lot of people that said, you know, this is my I'm a first time being here. And they, and they seem to really love it. So, man, spread the word. Spread the word. Next year we can um, invite your friends and your family, your church group, you know, um, your, your, your life group or Bible study within your church or wherever, wherever it is, you know, family. And so it, I, I think, it, man, I think it'd be great. And I know we uh, really desire to see God move. It's not just an event. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to uh, meet others in the body of Christ, but an opportunity to meet with God and to hear from him. Uh, praise God for the speakers that we had this year. Uh, I think they did a phenomenal job uh, in the main sessions and also in the youth apologetics track. So that being said, today we're going to talk about how we should treat each other within the body of Christ. How we should treat each other. Because, you know, we are family. We are family of believers, right? We are literally family. We have been uh, brought together by the blood of Jesus Christ. That links us. Matter of fact, we are more family with each other as Christians than with our biological family who may not know Christ. And I know that's a hard saying sometimes, but even Jesus, you know, when, he, when, when uh, they were telling him, hey, your mother and your brothers, they're waiting for you. They want to see you. He said, those who do the, the will of my father, those are my mother and my brothers, my sister. You know, that's just a commonality that is brought about because of the blood of Jesus Christ that makes us family. It's amazing to me. I can go to China right now, and if I meet someone who is in Christ, they are my brother, they are my sister. That's why it's such a crazy thing when we judge people based upon, you know, surface things like uh, uh, ethnicity, you know, social economic status. In Christ, there's no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no bond, there's no free. We all are in Christ. And so, man, there's a, a way that we should handle each other and, and interact with each other. Being a part of the household of faith, there is a way that we relate to one another. So God has chosen to carry out his will through the concept of family. And we, we see in Scripture uh, that the Scriptures speak of an intimate family relationship bestowed to us through the work of Jesus Christ. Uh, we all here are literally brothers and sisters through the work of salvation. I just said that, that through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are family. What are some of the relational obstacles? Because in any family, there are some relational obstacles. In any family, you have some things that that arise, but because you are family, you're willing to work those things out. So you might have differing personalities. Yes, we have that in the body of Christ. We have differing personalities. Man, envy and jealousy could rise up within a family. Uh, Comparisons, you know, I'm not like this person or that person, therefore I don't know if I'm as valuable. We can have comparisons. Pride can rise up in a family context. Pride. Selfishness. Selfishness can rise up in a family context. 
Uh, in the body of Christ, if our identity is not sure, that could be cultural issues that uh, uh, um, penetrate even in, within the body of Christ. We've seen it. We've seen it in our culture that the things that are happening uh, in the culture outside of the church have made their made its way inside even the church. So if we're not fixed in our identity being in Christ, those things can come in and begin to ruin relationships. And that's sad. Uh, we have misunderstandings within the body of Christ. We have communication issues within the body of Christ. All these things we have within a family context. So how should we deal with one another? Seeing as though there's so many ways that we can be at odds with each other, how do we deal with these things? And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. So when there's an adverse situation that arises, a brother is there to help, to help fight, help you fight in that adversity. So very important, the, the, the value that we have upon our brothers and sisters. When we are in this world and we're struggling with things or things coming up against us, it's good to have a brother or sister there with us that can fight with us, that can pray with us. The body of Christ is valuable. And I think as we go forward, we're going to need each other more and more, not less and less, more and more. As the, as the, as the uh, heat is turned up, as the guns are pointed at Christians, and I, I say guns, I'm not talking about literal guns, but hey, even that, we're going to have to know those who we are in uh, a family relationship with. We're going to need each other. So we need to get all the little schisms and all the little things that would trip us up in the family context. We need to get those things worked out because we are going to need each other. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12, it says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. And a cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. Oh, man, the power of family, the power of fellowship. You see, that's why it's one of the enemy's tactics to get a person to not be in a local fellowship. We should be in a local fellowship of believers. We have to understand that the way that this thing works is in the context of a family. And so when we are, are, are distant from our family in Christ, the enemy pretty much can have his way. He can he can attack, and there's no resistance. It's just one. But if you have two, if you have three, if you have a whole congregation, a whole local fellowship, that you bring this prayer request to and say, man, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what is going on. That's power in that. And so the enemy, he want to keep us separate from that. That's why when this whole COVID thing hit and it was like, hey, shut down the churches, 
It was so diabolical. Because even now, there are people who have a hard time getting back in fellowship with other believers. They've been away so long that now it's, it's hard for them to, 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 to link back up. That's a scheme of the evil one. If he can separate us out, he has a greater chance of overcoming us. But when we have our brother, when we have our sister there, when we're linking arms, ready to fight, there's power there, and the enemy cannot overcome that power. So how should we treat each other? It's very, very important. Because like I said before, starting off, we have differences. There are personality clashes. There are things that go on, you know, little things that come in. How do we treat each other? Sometimes family can be the most difficult to deal with, right? The most difficult. Because they're, they're typically the closest to you. So a lot of times it's difficult to deal uh, with issues within a family. You know, so it said that, that the people closest to you are the ones that could hurt you the most, right? They have close proximity to you, so they're able to hurt you the most. Well, this also happens in the body of Christ. There are people in our family that we may not get along with. Now, I know, I, you, you know, <laughs> look, let's be real. We have different personalities, like I said. So even within the body of Christ, there may be some people that you don't really just don't jive with, naturally speaking. Like, it's, it's, it's your personality and that person's personality just don't mesh. And you see this even in Scripture. You see different personalities. And we'll talk about that a little later. We all have different personalities. Sometimes different personalities can cause conflict amongst believers. So how are we supposed to relate to one another, seeing that we are all in the same family? We're going to talk about it when we get back. It's very important that we have an esteem for the body of Christ, that we love each other, that we bear with each other. Even beyond our personality differences and things like that that would trip us up, we have to find a place of love and compassion and walking with other believers. We need each other. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. And I'll be back right after this. I don't know what they've been wanting from me, but it's not it. Dollar in a dream, and they say the faith nonsense. He gon' move mountains for me. He gon' move mountains for me. I don't know what they've been wanting from me, but it's not it. Dollar in a dream, and they say the faith nonsense. He gon' move mountains for me. He gon' move mountains for me. Too many nights I spent broke, I've been straight. Way too many nights I went broke, rich in faith. Way too many nights I had tears fill my face. Oh, nah, 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 I couldn't find my, couldn't find my, couldn't find my way. And I ain't talking about cities when I say change my state. And even with a jeweler, man, I swear I'm free of change. 
I call his name. I don't know what they've been wanting from me, but this not it. Dollar in a dream, and they say the faith nonsense. He gonna move mountains for me. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. You're listening to Wednesdays with Will, and that is YB with Mountains, not KB. YB. <laughs> so if you, uh, I have many people ask me about the music that we play on the program. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, of Christian rap, but I love all 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 the genres. You know, the different types of Christian music. Um, but that's YB. Um, and look, I I don't mind being a resource for the body of Christ, especially for the young folks out there who are like. You know, um, really the parents of the young folks. That's what that's what it is. They're like, man, who can I give to my my child? You know, they they like rap, but I don't want them listening to that stuff that's just garbage. And I agree. <laughs> I don't want them to listen to the stuff that's garbage. And so, you know, I'm planning some things, man. I need to put a playlist together. People have been asking me for that for a while. And I've been slow to do it, not because I just don't want to do it. I just haven't taken the time out. But um, YB is a, is a good good artist. Um, uh, I really like his music. So we're talking about how we should uh, treat each other, how we should treat each other. OK, and we want to look at we as always, you know, we want to look at the straight edge of Scripture to find the answers. Right. As You know, our opinion. Hey, that don't really mean anything. But what does the word say about it? And I'm looking in the chat and I see uh, Harvey and Tina said, we are all going to be family in heaven, not just on earth. But we must learn how to get along now for this reason. Amen. Amen. <laughs> You're not liking me now. We're going to spend an eternity together. Now, I know in heaven there won't be any sin. So maybe what you don't like about me, it, it will be gone. <laughs> Hopefully, you know. But. We are going to be spending eternity with, with each other. Uh, uh, Jerry says, when a log falls off uh, a campfire, it will burn out quickly. But when it stays next to the rest of the logs, they burn brightly. We need each other. We need each other. All right. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17, and this is that whole uh, family concept once again. It says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. You hear that? Even right there, sons of God, those who are led by the Spirit of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Man, family language all up in here, right? Adoption, sons, uh, uh, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Family language. We don't uh, say brother and sister in church just out of tradition. Uh, if, if we are both in Christ, his blood has purchased us and we are adopted literally into the family of God. This is why Galatians chapter three, verse 27 uh, through, uh, through 29, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek 
There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to promise. You know, this is one of the reasons why all this, when, when all this uh, critical race theory and all that stuff began to really pop up, even in the church, it should have been batted down like a Mutombo block. You know, like, like, like Mutombo used to block shots. Not in this house. Because we have the scripture that informs us of how we ought to relate to one another. So it doesn't matter if you are more melanated or less melanated. In Christ, that's not important. Now, it, you know, we are who we are. God has made us who we are for a purpose. But when you, we allow things to come in that would divide the body of Christ, man, that's shame on us. Because the script, we have many scriptures that talk about us being one in Christ. So there's no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female. For, for in Christ, all are one. That should have been one of the scriptures that really batted down that whole notion of the privilege of a certain group and, and you know, all of this stuff, all of this foolishness. We have to always go back to the straight edge of Scripture, the straight edge of Scripture. Also, Colossians chapter 3, verse 9 to 11. The Bible says, do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices. Talking about relationship. We don't lie to one another, y'all. Yes, there, there are some Christians who lie. And that's sin. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self. That's associated with the old man lying and its evil practices and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. We have a new nature now as being in Christ. A renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew. Here we go again. Circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and freeman. But Christ is all and in all. Once again, those barricades, those uh, 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 dividing walls that culture may try to bring in should not be able to enter in the church. We should have a, a garrison and a shield against that type of stuff coming in. Because our relationship in Christ is as one in him. This is how we treat each other. We don't look at the things that are just surface. We look towards the blood of Jesus Christ and say, man, this is my brother. This is my sister. We are family in God. And the methods of this world to divide the body are nonsense if we adhere to the word. Big reason why all this stuff is has gained traction is because we have deviated from the word of God. From the word of God. We have deviated from the word of God. If we really upheld the scriptures, a lot of this stuff, these, these uh, ideologies of men would not be able to take root. They wouldn't be able to take root. But as we have deviated from the word, man, all kind of mess has come in. 
So in light of us being brothers, let's check out some more scripture. So Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse uh, 34 and 35, he said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you love also, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. A new command I give to you that you love one another. Even as I have loved you. We are to love each other as Christ has loved us. How did he love us? With an agape love that gave his, ve his very life for us. Within the body of Christ, for our brothers and sisters, that's the type of love that we are to show to one another. That strong of a love. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. It says, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Oh, man, that, that cuts right against our sinful, the sinful nature, right? That cuts right against, you know, us getting ahead in this world. We ought to think about ourselves. What can I get? How can I get a, a, a edge on this person? But in the economy of God, we do nothing from selfish uh, ambition or selfishness or empty conceit. But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest. Yeah, there's some things that you desire that you want to do, but don't look only to that. It can't only be about us, but also for the interest of others. Now, this, this is practical living, y'all. This is not real, real deep stuff, but it doesn't matter because these are the things that we stumble on. You see, we don't need a lot of deep stuff if we can't get this right. This is everyday living it out amongst other believers, brothers and sisters, that we stumble on. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 to 32. It says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Wow. But only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment. So our speech to one another should be wholesome. It should be wholesome. It should be good for edification according to the need at that moment. Now, we can't do that when we're gossiping. We can't do that, you know, when we're talking bad about people, brothers and sisters in Christ. We can't do that when that's cuss words coming out of our mouths. Uh-oh. Christians? Yeah, Christians. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word but only such a word as is good for edification, building up according to the need of the moment. We should be building one another up uh, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, 
be man. Sometimes Christians could be the meanest people out. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. Sometimes we can be some of the most aggrav- easily aggravated people out there. The admonishment is to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Again, going to what we see happening in this culture. This culture would want to tell you, well, there's a certain group of people that cannot be forgiven. Even if they didn't do anything, their ancestors did this. And so, you know, they are are, uh, perpetually guilty. There's no forgiveness. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that we forgive one another just as we have been forgiven by Christ. I'm telling you, when you deviate from the word, that's when you get in trouble. Staying on the word, standing on the word, we would not submit to a lot of this stuff that's out there today. All right. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another. How, do, how should we be treating each other? Like, how should we treat one another? Well, these, these are all different scriptures. This is First Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. Man, we should be the most built up people in the world as believers. When, when, when uh, the world encounter us, Man, they should have a, a feeling or a sense of like, man, these people are like strong. They're built up. They're, they're, they're full of joy. Matthew chapter 7, verse, uh, verse 12. In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. <laughs> Self-explanatory, right? First John. Chapter 4, verse 20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot, cannot love God whom he has not seen. Again, this stuff is self-explanatory. It's practical, but we mess up on this. So how are you going to have hate for someone who don't look like you and say you love God? It's, it's impossible, according to the scripture. You can't do it. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Listen to this. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Give preference this is not worldly stuff, y'all. This is this is Bible. Not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, uh, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Wow. This is a high standard. This is a high standard. And this is how we should treat one another. We're going to continue on with more scripture, but man, let this sink deep into our hearts and let us have a love for the body of Christ. I'll be back right after this.
This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. That's I Am Found by Brad and Rebecca. Uh, today we're talking about how we should treat one another as being a part of the body of Christ, as being a family of God. And I've just been going through uh, scriptures. You know, we just need to hear the word of God sometimes, just to hear what the Bible says about these issues. Because, look, we are living in a context where we are rubbing shoulders with one another, and we should be. This is how we grow. This is fellowship. Uh, this is koinonia. You know, and, and so God has set this thing up that we are in a family together. We are in a family of God. And so we have to understand how the word says that we should relate to one another, how we should interact with one another. You know, that should, should not be, you know, schisms and divisions and all this stuff going on. Like the world should be able to look at us and say, man, there's something different happening over there. But you know, as it is, sometimes they they look at us and say, "Man, they have the, they're doing the same things. They're doing the same things." And so I was just reading some scripture. I was just going, and and these are 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 different books in the Bible that talks about the same talk about the same thing because it's being reiterated how our relationships should be with one another. And I just want to uh, read that Romans chapter twelve, verse nine again. I uh, read before the break. It said, uh, "Let love be without hypocrisy." Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence. Not lag, man, not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, rejoicing in hope. You know, one of the tricks of the enemy is to get us to be jealous of somebody else in the body of Christ. When we're jealous of someone, we cannot rejoice with them. We can't rejoice. We can't, you know, be happy for other people because we're so busy wanting what they have or desiring what they do that we can't rejoice. Persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, uh, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality, practicing hospitality. Listen to that. We should be practicing hospitality. Mm. See, these words have to sink in, right? Uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 1 through 7. It says, Now we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not just please ourselves. This is body life, y'all. This is living in the body of Christ. Now we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not just please ourselves. Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good to his edification. You notice how these things are not focused on me, me, me. It's for someone else. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, uh, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that with one accord, same mind, with one accord, you may with one voice, man, look at the unity. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. This is how we are to operate in this world. 
one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept one another. Therefore, accept one another, just as Christ also accepted us to the glory of God. You notice how the comparison is made that just how Jesus loved us, we ought to love one another. Just how Jesus accepted us, we need to accept one another. Now, I'm not talking about accepting sin. One of the features of being in the body of Christ is that where there are blind spots and a brother may be caught in sin, we are to, in a spirit of gentleness, restore such a one, right? That's a feature of being in the body. Imagine not being in the body of Christ. Imagine if the enemy has separated you off and you don't have a fellowship and you find yourself in sin, but you don't even know it. You don't have anyone around to say, man, hey, Brother Will, I see this in your life. Like, man, I I just need to push back on this. You know, with all due respect, man, the word of God says this, and I see you doing this. We need that. As much as we feel like we don't, as much as we may feel like, man, I don't want nobody in my business. Man, being a Christian, you have brothers and sisters that's going to be in your business. That's just the way it is. That's the way God has set it up. And it's for your good that brothers and sisters are in your business. It's for your good. We need each other. We need each other. First Timothy chapter five, verse one and two. It says, do not sharply rebuke an older man. So don't, when you have an elder, don't sharply rebuke an older man, but rather appeal to him as a father. See, these things are relational. Man, the Bible is amazing. It, It teaches us how to deal with all different types of relationships. So you have an older man. I've seen young men rebuke older men in the faith. And I'm like, man, you don't do it like that. I'm sorry. And when I say, I mean, like in a mean way, not like challenges, say, hey, I have a question about this. You know, man, I I don't know if this is right according to scripture. I'm talking about going in on someone who's an elder. There's no biblical basis for that. The Bible says, Do not sharply rebuke an older man, but rather appeal to him as a father. So he's saying just as you would have the respect and honor that you would have for your father, this is the way that you are to go to an older man in the faith. To younger men as brothers, the older women as mothers, and the younger women as sisters in all purity. He's given instruction uh, to Timothy on how to relate to the different ages and different, you know, genders within the body of Christ. There's a way as an elder, you are to approach those uh, uh, who are older than you, who are the same age as you, who are, you know, you're male, who are female, lays it out. This, these are relational things. Praise God for his word. Colossians chapter three, verse 12 to 17. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another. There there we go again. Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone. Okay. So things arise and I have a complaint. 
How am I supposed to handle this? Well, the Apostle Paul is telling us right here. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. (laughs) Wow. Beyond all these things, put on love like a garment. Put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. All wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We have no excuse, family. We have no excuse. You know, sometimes we, even amongst our brothers and sisters, we, want, we, we let the, the, the flesh rule out. I'm going to give them peace of my mind, man. They're not going to talk to me like that. Hey, there's a way that we have to interact with one another with a spirit of gentleness. I'm not saying that we don't address issues. I, my practice is I want to go to the brother or the sis, sister as the scriptures bear it out. If there's some type of issue, I go to them. And we should also tell our brothers and sisters to go to the brother or sister that has offended them. A lot of times what happens is we give ear to someone who has a complaint about somebody else. And then we kind of team up on that other person. What, what should happen is if, if, if there's a complaint against someone and they come to you, well, you say, hey, have you gone to them? Ooh. And look, a lot of times people don't like when you say that. I'm coming to talk. I'm just sharing my heart. You know, I just want to talk to you. No, 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 no. Have you gone to them? Have you gone to them? That's not easy to do, family. Because you don't want to feel like, man, you know. I, I. And then another thing you got to check in your heart is if you just really want to hear the information. You might like the gossip. <laughs> that You have to check in your heart to see, am I not telling them to go to the person because... I kind of want to hear. Man, look, we have to work the word of God, the Bible. We have instructions. These situations don't have to be like they often turn out, right? So if we have situations that that happen, someone comes to us and and there's a complaint, we should steer them right to that person and say, man, I I think you need to go talk to such and such about this because, man, you know, man, that's an issue with y'all. And the Bible says this, you know, let's keep going. Galatians chapter six, verse nine and 10. Let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Christians are to do good to all people. That means people who are not Christians as well. We are to do good. But then it says, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. There's a special place for the body of Christ. Yeah, I'm going to do good to all people. 
because of 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 righteousness, of living upright, of having of being above reproach, even amongst those in the world. But when it comes to my people, when I'm talking about my people, I'm talking about the body of Christ. We're going to do good, especially to the household of faith. It's laid out in Scripture. It's laid out in Scripture. Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse 1 through 4. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. You see, the Apostle Paul was dealing with a lot of these issues in these various churches because this is what was happening. So he's addressing the needs of the different churches. So he's encouraging them, show tolerance to one another in love. Be diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Be diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. How do we do that? Again, issues arise. Man, we work them out like the Bible says. We don't hold the grudges, right? Even with people who have different personalities than us, right? We bear with one another. It's not easy. But this is what family, this is what we do, all right? Being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in a bond of peace, there is one body and one spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22, 23. Since you have, in obedience to the truth, purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from the heart. Fervently love one another from the heart, for you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable. That is through the living and enduring word of God. You see, family, the one another's are very important. It's a, they are a very important portion of our fellowship. It, it takes uh, into consideration that we will be together a lot and need each other. The, the reason that we have these admonishments is because we have to treat one another with care. We have to treat one another with care. We have to treat one another with care. Now I want to leave us off with this. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 through 5. So even in our correction of each other, we are to do it as family. Brethren, if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Each one looking to yourself so that you will too, you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But each one must examine his own work and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. For each one will bear his own load. Even when we correct one another, it should be in gentleness that we're not tempted ourselves. But this has been Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. We'll be back tomorrow. But until then, God bless.